You are now listening to Mike's Opinion, Logic Unleashed. That's right, you are now listening to the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This is a very special episode we have today because something very important happened today. And for those of you that don't know, the verdict is in. Guilty on all charges. Who am I talking about? In case you've been living under a rock, I am talking about the officer, in fact, the former officer, the murderer, who has been now found guilty, the murderer, the murderer of Mr. George Floyd. May Mr. George Floyd rest in peace, please. There might be some justice. And I say might, because we got the appeal process, we got the sentencing phase coming up. There's still a lot to, to, to be determined. But today, and I refuse to say the police officer's name. You can look them up. There are other officers that will be facing um, charges that have been brought up on charges. There's three other officers, but I'm talking about the main culprit. The main culprit who is no longer an officer, but who kneeled on Mr. George Floyd's neck for over nine minutes even after he was dead, continued to kneel on his neck. If you haven't seen the video, um, I really don't see any need to see it. You know it happened. Um, Viewing that murder made me feel helpless, made me feel angry, made me feel frustrated. It, It brought out all the feels. But today, the verdict is in and guilty on all charges, all charges, okay? And there were three charges that garnered the guilty, guilty, guilty. One charge was second degree unintentional murder. The second charge was third degree murder. And the third charge was second degree manslaughter. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Okay? Now, the sentencing phase will be coming up in about eight weeks. And we're looking at 40 years is the max for second degree murder. 25 years is the max for third degree murder and up to 10 years for the manslaughter. Now they will probably um, run concurrently. So, you know, uh, Minnesota has some sentencing guidelines and they recommend around 12.5 years, 12 and a half years in prison for each murder charge and about four years for the manslaughter charge. So if they run concurrently, I mean, it's possible with good behavior, he can get out in less than 10 years. Okay. Small bit of justice. I wanted to do this episode 
and I call this a special episode, because of the magnitude that this case had. As I mentioned in earlier episodes, God help us if he was acquitted. God help us if he was found not guilty on all charges and allowed to walk. This former officer who murdered George Floyd has been out on bail until today. As I speak to you today, he is sitting in a jail cell. He was cuffed and let out of the courtroom and is now sitting in jail at least for the next eight weeks until his sentencing. And then he will go to prison for his the duration of his sentence. Now, there's a lot that I could say about this case, about the history of policing in America, about the history of uh, racial injustice, bigotry, hatred, racism. It still exists. It's still very much alive. We are just at the precipice. We are just at the beginning of sniffing a whiff of justice for black people in America, for which I am one. But as you know, if you follow me, if you've listened to my other episodes, I will not become the hater. I will not hate this officer. I will not hate any racist, any bigot, any hater of any kind, because I'm not going to become the hater. You're not going to flip the script and make me become you. I love all of you, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Do I expect you to be held accountable for your actions? Absolutely. Do I expect you to pay for your crimes? Absolutely. Now, I tend to look at things from all sides, not just the sides I necessarily agree with. Now, there have been those that say, well, Mr. George Floyd was in the process of a criminal act and resisting police. While that may or may not be the case, you must dig deeper. There are multitudes of reasons why black people are in the positions and predicaments that we are in. Reasons why we are economically deprived, socially rebuffed, while we are considered a threat, particularly the black male. And I can speak from my own experiences. I've walked in my upper middle class, middle class neighborhood and watched people's demeanor change. I've entered meeting rooms, elevators, restaurants, stores, and watch people's body language shift at my mere presence. I make certain people uncomfortable. And in most cases, it's white people. Okay? I'm not welcomed. I am seen in a certain light. And the history of this country, without any doubt, has suppressed, stomped on, denied, defied black people. And the list of adjectives can go on and on and on. Okay, let's just be clear. 
Okay. Slaves used to get their ass beat just for trying to read a book. We've been denied education. We've been experimented on medically and other ways. Okay. We've been held back, enslaved. The list goes on and on and on. Okay. So when you see a black person at any age and compare it, him or her, to a white person of any age, it's not the same. Okay. And I've heard a recent case. Um, a teacher was fired from New York school because the New York school is trying to teach people about slavery and how those ramifications, those ripple effects are still very present today. But that teacher was like, well, you know, we're teaching white kids to be guilty and feel guilty and be responsible for things that they had no responsibility for that they didn't actually do. And I get it. If I was white, I'd be like, what the fuck? Why is all this white guilt? I didn't do it. My great, great grandfather did. My great, great, great grandfather did. However, while this is a complex situation, it is unfortunate that some today have to pay for the sins and misdeeds of their forefathers. But the country has to pay. There's no way about it. They have to repent. They have to give back what they stole, which ultimately can never be fully repaid. Okay? You can't take give back lives. You can't give back souls. You can't take away the tortures and the lynchings and the the, the beatings and the, 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 the hangings and the, 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 the killings. Okay. These accountabilities that we see today, like what happened in the guilty verdict of this trial are slim and so far few in between and just beginning to happen because of the advent of the cell phone camera. Okay. But if you look back for the last three, four hundred years, hundreds of years, these atrocities have been gone unchecked and unaccounted for for centuries. Okay. It's far too many to try to list or mention. It's inconceivable the amount of horrible deeds from the most subtle, a sneer, an evil up and down look, all the way to dangling, shaking, hanging from a tree by one's neck, unable, with your, with your, with your hands bound, unable to even reach up. Hanging, choking the life out of people, which was commonplace. Okay? To the draggings, the beatings, the rapes. This happened 
to too many people to count. Too many black people, too many Africans, now African-American descendants. And we are still at a molecular level, I dare say. Yes, at a genetic level, suffering. And that's not the only level. Like I said, from an education, economic, societal, uh, and in every factor, every factor, this permeates the essence of a black person's living. How do I know? Because I'm black. Born and raised right here in America. I experienced it since I can remember and I still experience it today. So, I will not ask for forgiveness for the way I feel. Because I am justified as every black person in America who's a direct descendant of slaves. And even those who aren't and and are perceived as such. Because I know what the existence is like. I know what the feeling is like. So today, I can't rejoice. Today, I can't breathe a sigh of relief. This guilty, guilty, guilty verdict for the murder of Mr. George Floyd doesn't even give me the slightest reprieve from the experiences and the feelings as a black person in these United States. We have a long way to go. As a correspondent on one of the uh, national news shows said, one down, many, many, many to go. Now, I'm not a vengeful person. I do like justice. The scales of justice are supposed to be balanced and lady justice is supposed to be blind. Not the case for black people. In fact, in America, it's the case for rich people and even not even all rich people, but the vast majority of them. You got the dough. You can you can be imprisoned in your house or luxury hotel or, you know, skip imprisonment altogether. You know? So the uh, Capitol riot is a clear uh, insurrection was a, is, a, is a clear demonstration of that. Okay, because had those been black people, we know the outcome would have been much, much different. So I can share with you the exhaustion, the never-ending frustration. Um, I wish I had never had to make this episode or any of my episodes prior to this that, um, you know, talk about these type of topics. I wish racism, bigotry, and hatred didn't exist, you know, but it does. You know how, how you ever heard that saying, I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of being tired of being tired of being tired. Okay? Being a black man in America is fucking exhausting. Because the, the, the worry, the concern, the threat against one's life, like I said, the injustices on the most subtle level hurt. We're, we're human. We're fucking, we're human. Okay? 
So when I step in an elevator, cleanly shaven, freshly groomed, in a suit carrying a briefcase, I don't need you to look at me like that. You know? Like I'm beneath you. Like I'm out of place. Like what am I doing here? There was a um, a young lady who's recently been turned an activist. And she had a very passionate commentary. And it wasn't even about George Floyd. It was a couple of years ago when something else happened. I can't recall what the incident was. But it was another black man murdered at the hands of the police. And people were rioting and burning stuff. And she poignantly said, America should be happy. Black people want fairness and not revenge. And that is all we've ever wanted is to be treated like human beings and have a fair shot at everything. A fair shot. We don't want revenge because if we did, this country would burn. We would be anarchists. We would, we would, we would, um, strive for a demolition of every structure, every institution, and all of it. But that's not what black people want. And I'm not a, a spokesman for black people. Let's, let me be clear about that. But I can tell you the black people I know, the black people I've seen speaking, the black people that have demonstrated and protested. It's never been about revenge. It's about paying, repaying an unpayable bill. Enslaving an entire people for centuries. There's no amount of reparations that can ever repay that, but you have to try. Okay, we are a battered, beaten down people. And some will say, well, one of you was president. One of you is vice president. There have been chairmen and CEOs and sports people make a lot of money. And I don't see the problem. Well, then you're a fucking idiot and you're blind. And I'm just going to be frank about it. Because you cannot walk in my shoes. You cannot live in this skin. And you do not know the amount of hateful people that exist in this country. And frankly, abroad. This is unfortunately not only isolated to the United States of America. Okay? And then there's those passive ones that don't even know they're racist. Don't think they're racist, but are. Okay? Yeah. So, I definitely wanted to chime in today because this is important. I'm looking right now at a picture of George Floyd and... When I see Mr. George Floyd's face, it, 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 it makes me feel a lot of different things, including sadness, including frustration, and including anger. Now, 
The officer who, like I said, I refuse to say his name, but you know who he is. The officer that kneeled on Mr. George Floyd next for only for over uh, nine minutes. His attorney couldn't snap him out of it. He was almost in shock. If not in shock. And he was prepared for a guilty verdict because he wrote his attorney's phone number on his hand. They caught that as they were walking him out. The cameras caught that as they were walking him out in cuffs. But he looked shocked like, I didn't think I would get convicted. And it didn't take the jury long. Okay. A day total, maybe over two span, you know, half a day there and a half a day there. So yeah, it, it didn't take them long. And a lot of people, well, not a lot of people. I've seen one, I'll call him journalist, another uh, on one of the national um, shows said that the jury only gave three guilty verdicts because they were afraid for their lives. They probably should have been. And so should this country, because this country may have burned in its entirety. Because we are tired of injustices, just like the acquittal in the Rodney King trial. People get so frustrated, they burn down shit in their own neighborhoods because they need a release. They need a way to release their frustration and their anger. And right now in this country, there's... A lot of great, good things going on and a lot of bad things. You know, these mass shootings that are are going on Um, today. Also, right before the verdict dropped, a cop killed a 15 year old girl. 15 year old girl. Now, she was wielding a knife. And she had also been in and out of the foster care system. But some say she was defending herself. And I don't want to make any light about the difficulty of a police officer's job. The episode, I believe, right before this one, or maybe in the one before that one, um, I talked about my personal encounters with police officers. And I can testify that not all police officers are bad. Not all white police officers are bad. I, I know this. It's been my experience. I can also tell you not all black police officers are good. It comes down to the human, regardless if you wear a suit and tie and are a corporate person, if you're a judge, if you're a police officer, if you're an attorney, if you are a McDonald's worker. It, it doesn't matter what your occupation is. It matters who you are. And until we start hiring robocops and judges are artificial intelligence, which I don't think we'll ever really want, these biases that these human judges, these human police officers, these human attorneys, the biases that these people hold deep in their hearts, will always influence their judgment and decisions. And we think these people in these positions are impartial and unbiased 
It's literally impossible. Literally impossible. I'll give you an example. I recently had to deal with an unnamed company. I'd love to say their name and drag them, but I'm not going to. But I've been doing business with them for 12 years. And I had to deal with a certain segment of their customer service department today. And yesterday, as a matter of fact, because I, I, I called back trying to get a different outcome. And in this department, they tried their best, both of the representatives that I talked to, to be professional while they're denying me the outcome that I want, which, which was fair, by the way. I wasn't for asking for special treatment uh, or anything unfair. I believe they made a bad decision. Nevertheless, as I kept pushing, I can hear both of the representatives beginning to get angry. And their impartialness leaving them. Being human is just that. Human. It is literally impossible for us to remove our real thoughts our really real feelings and our emotions from whatever we are involved in. I've heard the fast food worker that spits in people's food because they were angered or because they don't like cops or from whatever the case. I've heard of judges just recently. A judge was relieved of her duties. I believe it was in Colorado because she was said the N word. She described how she felt about the George Floyd case, all not good for a judge. Judges are supposed to be blind. And this is why I don't agree with our current structure, like the Supreme Court. These nine individuals are so knowledgeable and so honorable as bullshit. Bullshit. Just like any attorney, they flout the details. They exploit the details. And you can look at shit too closely. Really, sometimes it's pretty simple. Okay? I, I know these because in, in these professions, right? You know, medical, um, uh, legal, even uh, financial. I dated uh, for quite some time uh, um a CPA. And I believe she's the next step up from that CMA or whatever it is. Anyway, I was with her when she acquired her MBA. And when she, I helped her prepare for the CPA exam. And this was the most detailed bullshit. And this isn't a specific example. But I remember examples that equated to something like this. Instead of saying one plus one equals two, they would say 0.33 multiplied by six, two divided by nine underscore five times six plus three minus seven plus four plus 0.000006 plus 0.0006. And they would, all of these numbers equals what? 
Instead of saying one plus one, they break the one one down into as many fragments and equations as they could. Then they put the plus sign. Then they break the other one until 30 different numbers and equations. Overcomplicating shit. Unnecessarily in my mind. But these are the types of things, challenges, hurdles, so you can put those three letters at the end of your name. CPA. Certified Public Accountant. In that essence, I guess it's good, right? Because you're dealing with other people's money. So if you want to be a CPA, they need to know that you'll jump through all the hoops to serve the financial community in the correct capacity. So I get it. I get it. But I was not sure that a guilty verdict was going to be rendered today. And I only say that because of we've seen clearly guilty individuals be acquitted been found not guilty in the past with these same ingredients, white cop, black deceased victim. So I thought the defense for this murderous former police officer may successfully exploit some of these details. And let's make no mistake, they tried. They brought up his past arrests. They brought up his, his, brought up his health history. They brought up his past drug use. They dragged this dead man, his character, his reputation, his personal experiences through the mud and out into the open in an effort to get the person, the former officer who kneeled on his neck for nine minutes, to continue to be a free man and go on with his life. Well, that shit didn't happen today. I wish I could say hallelujah. I can't. We got eight weeks, like I said, to see if the sentencing will be fair. Then there's the other three officers that were just as involved and frankly complacent as they watched their fellow officer murder this person. Now, they could have intervened. In the last episode, or like I said, episode before last, I mentioned a black police officer in um, in the state of New York, black female police officer who was fired for intervening when a white officer was had a chokehold on a suspect. This police force this law enforcement group is a gang in a certain sense let's be clear what do gangs use they use the family we're family we're bonded we're in it together Right? It's just us, just this group. Gangs have uniforms or colors, if you will. Gangs have weapons. If you defy the gang, the gang will come after you. Let's be very clear. There haven't been that many years that have afforded 
us, the American people. Police officers that weren't white. Yes. Most officers were white. All officers were white. And now, I would dare say the vast majority still is. Now, they have the numbers, they being white people. They are slowly becoming a minority, and I can't wait for the numbers from the 2020 census to come out. Because the the demographics of America is changing. There's no doubt about that. We're becoming more colorized. You remember, <laughs> you remember those TV shows and they, they did the, the, uh, the modification. They used to be black and white and they say now colorized. They've added color. Same things happening to America. One of the other major stories, of course, is the, the immigration problem since President Biden has taken office, you know, um, that that's the, the floodgates have been opened per se and more brown people are coming in to America. And I, I dare say they all, you know, the vast majority of them are not MS-13 or, or gang members. They're just people that want a better opportunity for their kids. I read a story of a, of a, a mother who was distraught and crying because she tossed her two young kids over the over the wall and she didn't go. I'm talking about young kids, six, seven, eight years old, maybe even younger, and let them go with hopes because I don't live in Mexico, but I read a lot about Mexico and it's a murderous land over there, depending on where you're at in Mexico. You know, they kill and chop heads over there. And I'm not saying Mexicans are any more murderous or savage than any uh, any other human beings, any other race, because if you look at our history, Our history as we know it, we are a murderous, savage, torturous people. For some reason, we have a problem obtaining utopia and peace on a grand scale. So much so, we have countries with nuclear weapons, advanced missiles and weaponry on deck ready at a moment's notice to wipe out whole populations. For what? What's the purpose? You can't ever use them. We're all dead. Because one starts firing, the other one's going to fire, the other one's going to fire, and boom, we're dead. How we got away with it in the Hiroshima, in Osaka, or Nagasaki, rather, you know, dropping atomic bombs. <sighs> Human beings, man. We are capable of some of the most beautiful things. And simultaneously, some of the most horrible things. Why? What's wrong with us human beings? Where's utopia? Can somebody point me in a direction? I'm gladly packing my bags and I will live in a cave naked, not ashamed of my nakedness. And if it offends you, I will put on a loincloth. I will scavenge for my food, live by fire, no electricity needed. We can gather by the fire as a village every night and sing songs, eat fruits and veggies raw. 
and, 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 and just live happily with nature, with the planet. But I'm a dreamer. You know, I'm a hoper. I hope, you know, that one day we can achieve that. But it seems as if we are a long, long way from a possibly inachievable goal where all humans that walk this planet love each other. We all share. We all respect the planet and its environment and all it gives us and we give back. So today, I don't celebrate this verdict of guilty, guilty, guilty on all charges. I would love to, but ultimately, it's a white man's life is over because he's going to prison for a very long time, most likely. And there's a black man dead. What's there to celebrate? There's no justice in any of it. It's just human beings doing the bad side of human shit. And I really, really wish that it would stop. I'm Mike. And you've been listening to the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. <laughs>